All right, good morning. I'm a screamer, so you're probably going to have big time trouble trying to adjust me out. I'm a basketball coach, too, so I can definitely project my voice very, very well. Um, I'm definitely honored to be here. Um, thank Pastor James, Pastor Susan, for giving me the opportunity um, to come forth with the Word of God. Um, God has given me an amazing message um, for you guys. Um, when I was going through it um, these last couple weeks, um, and even last night, it really became super, super real. So I know you're going to get something really, really good. This is not my words at all. It literally came strictly from Jesus. He don't want me to deter from it unless he tells me so. Um, so we're going to go exactly to that. Uh, but let's go to him in the word of uh, prayer um, and just thank him for everything he's doing. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for just the opportunity to share your word, Heavenly Father, for us to come together. Um, under one roof, under one body, Heavenly Father, um, black, white, yellow, purple, it don't matter, Heavenly Father, but you're all in the midst of us, Heavenly Father, and we thank you for the opportunity to worship, Heavenly Father. Not every country um, has this opportunity, Heavenly Father, so we thank you. Our world is not perfect, Heavenly Father, but we do serve a perfect God, Heavenly Father, and you're going to make everything right, Heavenly Father, and we thank you for an awesome word. Uh, when we come out of this service, we'll never be the same, Heavenly Father. You continually change us. From glory to glory, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to jump in. Um, I had this title something else, but he was like, nah, we're going to do it this way. Um, so are you preparing for what you are believing for? Okay, are you preparing for what you are believing for? Um, I need everyone to hold on super, super tight, okay, because if Lisa was here, she might take a couple laps, um, but somebody else might take some. Uh, but... Jesus, what he is doing, okay, if whatever you're believing for, everyone has something that they're believing for, a faith project that you are working for, uh, whether it is, I want a brand new car, brand new house, um, I want that husband or wife, um, I want that next job, whatever the case might be, God is saying it's yours right now, right now, whatever you are believing for, it's yours right now. We're going to go through a lot of things that tells you that we have the authority, dominion, to call it forth, to uh, call those things that be not as though they were. And then when we do that, when we mix faith in it, it is ours right now. So what you have to do is have trace, hold on to your seat, because I promise we're going to get something really, really good. Um, most, again, most of us probably have a faith project in, uh, in, in effect, but are you preparing for that faith project? Okay? A lot of times, us as Christians, we, we believe God for something, and then we just sit down and say, yep, we're waiting on you. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And that's not how we need to be. Um, I love to give examples uh, being a basketball coach. So when we have a big game or any game coming up, I prepare a whole lot. Okay? Um, sometimes I prepare a little too much. Uh, but preparation, you have to prepare. Um, if we just never practice, we never worked out, we never watched film, we never did any of those things that help you be successful, we're probably not going to have a chance to win, okay? So God, even though he's going to take care of everything, we still have to do our part to prepare. So if you are believing God for, say, for example, a new car, okay, why are you not cleaning out your old car? If you're in really faith of it, why are you not cleaning out your old car? Because last time I checked, when you get a new car, okay, some of that stuff you got to put in your, uh, or your old car to your new car. Okay, so are you truly believing God for it, or are you just hoping and wishing? Okay, and sometimes I feel like we just hope and wish, and that's not how we need to live our life by as Christians. That's how the world do, or I hope I get a new job, or I wish I get this person. No, we have authority. God has given it to us, so we have to prepare for that. Have you cleaned out that garage that's stacked from here to there? If God bless you with a new car, you can't fit it in there anyway, Okay. And I don't know about you guys, I kind of like a garage because when it was hailing yesterday, it wasn't fun watching hell just ding off my car, even though it has authority and there was no bumps or anything like that. But you have to prepare for what you are believing for. If you're preparing or if you're believing God for a new house, okay, why don't you have your old house cleaned out, okay? Just, just thinking about it, okay? Because if you're trying to sell your house or whatever the case might be, God is fast, just like that. So it's going to take a moment or two, if it's, your house looks like mine, to be able to clean it out, okay? It's going to take a moment, so you have to be prepared for that, okay? Preparation, preparation, preparation. 
Um, and that's what we're going to do. So if you're believing God for something, you have to sit there and speak. Use your words. A lot of the times we speak something, but it doesn't line up with the word of God. So we're actually being a blessing blocker to our own selves. So, for example, go back to the car. We keep saying, oh, God, we're, I believe you for a new car. I believe you for a new car. But next thing you know, in the same mouth, you're saying, oh, this big old clump of metal, it don't work. It don't do nothing. I'll never have a new car. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And right there, God can't do anything with that because you just contradicted what you just believed God for. It does, and I'm super, super guilty of it. Um, when you believe God, and then next thing you know, you can't let someone talk you out of what you are believing God for. So that's why you always also got to watch who you surround yourself with. Uh, because a lot of people will say, eh, nah, no, I don't think so. And then next thing you know, you're like, well, I mean, does God want us to have that? We just sang a song that says, all my life you have been faithful. Okay, and faithful doesn't just mean material things. God is always there for me. He's never left me or forsaken me. Even when I kind of look around sometimes, I'm like, okay, where are you at? You playing peekaboo with me? Hide and go seek? He's always there for us, and he'll always provide our every single need. And that says it a lot in the word of God, that he'll always provide for us. So, faith. The difference between faith and a hoping and a wishing. Hoping and a wishing is, okay, I don't see it. I don't really believe it. I hope it comes. When I can touch it in a physical sense, that's when I'll believe it. That's hoping and a wishing. Faith, okay, faith is saying, you know what, I might not see it, I might, in the natural eyes, I might not can feel it, I might not can touch it, I might not can smell it, but I know it's mine because God says it belongs to me. So I'm going to go ahead now and prepare for every single thing that he says that's mine because I know it's mine. I don't sit there and have to say, okay, well, my bank account, some of y'all, I'm telling you right now, this was in here, some of you need to go ahead and start writing out how to spell million. Okay, or a billion, okay, because God says, you know what, if you don't know how to spell it, how are you ever going to write out a check? Just saying, okay. Um, I know teenagers especially sometimes, not our teenagers, but um, I was uh, teaching a class one time in career prep um, and trying to write out a check, and they had no clue what was going on. They're like, sign my name, okay, I'll just print it out. Yikes, okay. We're working on an education. But you have to go ahead and talk those things that be not as though they were. When you miss faith, I don't care if you have to stick that. Don't try to cash it right now, okay? But God's going to manifest it. You stick that on your refrigerator. You stick it in your wallet and say, you know what? In Jesus' name, this million-dollar check is going to be good. I don't know when it's going to be good. And guess what? That ain't my problem to even handle. God, you're going to make those things that be not as though they were. And if we say that, and we're not just sitting there trying to talk, 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 talk it up. God wants to do it, but he has to have something to work on. And our mouth is something he can use and be able to go through. Um, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified. Love the Amplified Bible. Hebrews 11, chapter 1. If you guys are still here, some of you turning. My little iPad acting like it doesn't want to do what it needs to do, but don't we know that's the devil? Because he don't want you guys to hear what Hebrews 11 1 is saying. All right, so faith. Okay, everyone good? All right, so now faith is their assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guarantee. We have a divine guarantee from God that says, you know what? You ask for me. You ask for these things. You come boldly before my throne, and it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. That's a guarantee. My, my guarantee? Yeah, I'm a worldly guy, right? Well, we live in the world, okay? But God's guarantee is always good. It's cash money, as some people might say. Um, so now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for divinely guaranteed, in the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses, okay? That's faith, 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 faith. It's those things that be not as though they were. So I'm see, I don't have to physically see it with my eyes. I'll say, you know what? By his stripes, I am healed. 
I might not necessarily feel healed, and I forgot exactly who said that. When I get up out of the bed every single day, I don't ask my body how I feel because your body is going to tell you, well, your left big toe hurts, your right knee hurts. Before I can even say it, God, thank you for blessing me to be nothing missing, nothing uh, broken, completely whole before my body can ever tell me if anything's hurting. So faith comprehends as fact, okay? Fact, five times five equals 25. That's a fact. It's never going to change. But how much more is God's fact of, you know what, you ask for these things and it's going to be that way in Jesus' mighty name. So faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses, okay? Physical senses, I'm not realizing, okay, my eyes, my ears, whatever the case might be. God is saying, you know what, I'm going to make those things to be thou or to this not as though they were. Um, so let's turn to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And it says, my God, okay, everyone say my God. My God, my God. that's our God. Okay, so if it's I'm Schuyler Aubrey Mason's dad, it's my dad. Not anyone else's dad, but my dad. So my God and my God, okay? My God, hmm, hmm. and my God will liberally supply, fill until full, okay? He, he doesn't just pour a little glass of water in there. No, he just keeps on pouring, pouring. Oh, it looks like you're thirsty again. Have you ever had a good waiter or waitress that before you ever even, it touches the bottom of the glass, they keep filling it up, filling it up, filling it up. Sometimes they might even get a little happy because they like doing their job and they feel it even overflowed. Now, we don't like that because it gets on us, right? But God, in this sense, we want God to overflow our cup. And that's exactly what he said he's going to do, okay? That's exactly what he says. He's not going to pour just a little bit to last you for this week. No, he said not even for this year, for this month, but for the rest of our lives because he knows we have needs in this world, okay? He didn't just dump us here and say, hey, figure it out. See you in heaven in however many years when my son comes back. No, he knows that we're going to have needs, Okay? So he's going to be there to fill it up and fill it up and fill it up and fill it up. But my God will liberally, okay, liberally is one of those big boy words, okay? That means he's not withholding anything from us. And my God will liberally supply, fill unto full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, okay? To our God and Father be the glory. We don't have to work up money. We don't have to work up our praise. That's God's opportunity to do that. Um, when I was teaching um, in men's class, it's been about a month and a half ago. But when you get mail um, in the mail, bills in the mail, you shouldn't automatically just say, oh, oh, this is trouble. Bank account, don't equal what this says. I'm in trouble. Nope. You should say, Jesus, you got mail. Figure it out. It ain't my problem to do. Okay? Figure it out. Now, you probably shouldn't tell that to the, the people that's trying to call you and say, oh, well, that's God's problem. Okay? But you know what? I don't have to tell them anything because I know what God is going to do for me. He said he's never going to leave me out in the wilderness, just stranded. He's going to supply our every single need liberally. Okay, that means fill until full. So does that um, scripture say that God will supply some of your needs? Does it say some, right? It says all of your needs. So, I mean, I don't have a Ph.D. or anything. I do have a bachelor's to work on my master, so I'm, I'm decently smart. I can do all things through Christ. But all things, can you ever think of something that does not fit into all things? So guess what? If you need your grass cut, he can figure that out. If you need a new house, he can figure it out. He doesn't ask us to figure anything out. He says, you know what? I can take care of this. And something that always jumps out at me, and I always try to tell my kids this, uh, whether whatever they're doing in their life, God made the world, right? Put the stars, call them by name, hung the moon, every single thing. How, if he can do that, why can't he figure out a way for you to pay your light bill? That's simple. Why can't he bless you with a new car? If he put the birds for us to enjoy, okay, gave us things. If he gave you a house, he's going to make sure that the light bill is paid. Everybody understand that? Okay, he's not going to say, well, you know what, I'm going to give you this $250,000 house, but you got to figure out a way to pay the light bill. If you don't work a bunch of overtime, you ain't going to figure it out. Sometimes we try to work up our own blessings. Nothing's wrong with working. God says we need to work. 
That's fine, okay? But also, if we're just sitting there just, just beating ourselves in the ground, beating ourselves in the ground, beating ourselves in the ground, we can't enjoy the things that God wants us to enjoy anyway, okay? So God says, you know what? Look, calm down. I got you. I'm going to figure this out. So if we put those two scriptures together right there, it says, I know that my God, our God, has supplied all of our needs. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural world. I don't look with the natural world. News will try to tell you something. Your boss will try to tell you something. But I don't have my eyes fixed on this natural world. Because if you have your eyes fixed on the natural world, you're in trouble. Because every single day on the news is going to tell you X, Y, and Z that's going on that does not look very good. But guess what? We have a promise by God if we are his people, and we are, okay, we have a promise that everything's going to be all right. He's going to take care of everything. It doesn't say that we won't have some, some bumpy days. We're going to have some of those. But he says that he will never leave us or forsake us. He'll always be with us, no matter what. Always, always, always be with us, okay? So God, last time I checked, God is a God that cannot lie. He hasn't told one yet. He don't, I, I promise, he probably don't even know where to start, okay? If he was just trying to play a game, James, you're, oh, I can't say it, can't do it, because he can't lie, right? He can never lie. So if God said something in his word, you might as well take it to the bank and cash it, because it is said, okay? We as people, we might tell one accidentally and not mean to, but God, he can't do it. So if he says he'll supply your every need, Guess what? He'll supply your every single need. No doubt about it. You have to put your faith and trust not in yourself, not at Alabama Power, not at your school, but in God, because he will do everything for you if you put your trust in him. Uh, let's look at Mark chapter 11, verse 20 through 24. Mark 11, verse 20 and 24. I'm telling you. Right now, and I kind of want y'all to be thinking about this too, but listening as well, think of some of those things or all of those things that you need God to do, okay? And I'll promise you, at the end of this service, we're going to tap into it. It is ours. Not five minutes from now, not 25 minutes from now, not, okay, well, when your paycheck comes. No, that's not faith. That's just natural way of getting things. It is going to be ours. I'm telling you, hold on to your seat. It's going to be ours. So 24. Um, for this reason, I am telling you, so when something is in red in the Bible, who's talking? Okay, so Jesus is talking, right? So say if Jesus is talking, I'm listening, and I'm doing. Okay, sometimes we, we listen, but we don't do, right? We want, it, we want the halfway. Jesus says, hey, do this, but we're like, eh, shortcut, please. We, we're people of shortcuts. Okay, but if Jesus is talking, I'm listening, and I'm doing so for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever things, so again, that's kind of one of those all whatever, okay? So whatever things you can possibly even think of, he's going to do it for you. So for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, now, we can't sit there and ask for God to go kill somebody, right? He's not going to do that, okay? We all have common sense to know that, okay? But believe Okay, if you believe, and that's with confidence and trust, not confidence in running because I can't get myself out of wet paper bag without his help. Okay, but if my confidence is on the, in the Lord, that's what we need. Okay, so for this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will, believe with confidence, trust that you have received them, they will be given to you wherever or whenever you stand Praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them. Sometimes we, we block, that's another block and blessing too. We ask God for these things, but we don't tithe, we don't give offerings, we, we have stuff against everyone because they hurt our feelings, so now I'm in my feelings. All of those different type of things are blessing blockers, okay? And also, we just can't live like the world lives either, okay? Um, God, I'm telling you, uh, when, especially tithing is one of those big things, I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Um, ever since I was, I mean, I've been in this church 17 years, seems like a long time, 17, 16, um, I knew tithing, tithing, tithing. So when you get income in, you give Lord the 10% of the tithe, and then offerings on top of that, okay? But sometimes, and maybe, I'm, maybe it's just me, um, you let your bank account determine how much you can give God. 
So if you, you can do math real quick sometimes. So you're sitting there like, okay, 10%, I give that to Jesus. Bills, they don't add up. Jesus, you have to take a rain check. You ain't getting this month. And then he's like, you know, you're kind of, you're stealing from me. Okay, you're stealing from me. Okay, could we really make it on that 10% anyway? No, we can't. Okay, so we're sitting there like, oh, well, if I give you that 10%, uh oh, when I literally, I'll, promise, and I'm not one that really tells my business, but this is one of those things that God does. When me and my family, we got serious about tithing, my wife got a huge increase, and it wasn't one of those where sometimes it's every single time. Every month we get money in, we give God his 10%. Um, In the last four years, um, my income has almost tripled. so, like, my yearly salary has almost tripled, okay? Um, and that's nothing but God. It's not that I'm working any, any harder. It's not. Actually, I'm probably working a, a lot less than I used to. Um, this last basketball season, um, probably we didn't play uh, anything but, like, four basketball games. Usually it's 30-plus playoffs. So, usually it's a long time. So, if you kind of do the math, what they pay you on basketball, it always kind of equal up. Um, so... At moment, some of the coaches um, were like, huh, are we going to get paid? Like, we didn't coach, so are we going to get paid? And I'm like, oh, we're going to get paid uh, one way or the other. God's going to do it for us. I'm not going to sit there and try to bully someone or work it up because I know God says he called me here for a reason. God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So not only did we get paid, um, they came to us a couple weeks ago. It's like, you know what? I feel like y'all guys need a bonus. I'll take it. And she was like, not only do you need a bonus, like usually they give you one in the summer. They're like, I feel like you need it like right now. So we're going to go ahead and put it on that check. That's nothing but God. That's nothing that I worked up, but it's God living in us. So again, again, whatever things you ask for in prayer, have confidence, trust, and belief that it is yours. Okay, now, okay, not in the future, right now in Jesus' name. Okay, right now, when God said, let there be light, when was light? It didn't come two two weeks later, right? Light didn't know what light was, but guess what? Light had to figure out real quick what light was because God spoke, okay? So when God speaks on your behalf, okay, the circumstances, they have to line up. I don't care if it looks like, oh, wow, this is impossible, this is impossible, I'm going to overdraft in the bank. No, that's all subject to change because when God speaks, it has to line up. It has no other choice. It can't say, well, you know what? I don't want to do it, but the Savior, he spoke, so I've got to be able to do it. No doubt, no doubt, it has to happen. So first thing Jesus says is have faith in God. Our faith has to be in God, not in ourselves, not in our job, not even in our spouse or anything else. Faith has to be in God. If you have your faith in God, that's your first step right there. So we also have uh, to use our God-given authority. Uh, Brother Joel was talking about this. We have authority that's been given to us by God. So guess what? And we're going to read this a little bit later. If God speaks to a mountain and says, you know what? You got to go dippity-doo. You got to move. Guess what? That mountain has no other choice but to do. It has to move. It has to move. But a lot of people say, well, that's God's authority. I mean, I'm just little old me. I'm just living my life. Who lives on the inside of us? All right, for the sits of you, congratulations. Who lives on the inside of us? Jesus. So, for instance, and this is kind of weird. uh, Aubrey, come up here real quick. Come here. Come on. Hustle. All right. So this is the little baby girl right here. Jesus, me. Not a really good Jesus right now, huh? So if this is Jesus, me, just pretend, Pastor James did this a while ago. This is Jesus living on the inside of me, okay? If she speaks, Jesus speaks, I speak. If I speak, Jesus speaks. So if God says, you can have whatever you want, Guess what? And I say, I can have whatever I want. Guess what? It is mine, right? Everybody understands that illustration? She's probably going to get me later. Go sit down, baby. 
So if God speaks, guess what? It's ours. Okay. if we speak something, that's just as good as God takes it as though Jesus is speaking as well. Okay, he's given us that authority when he went to heaven. Guess what? What did he say? All authority has been given to us. He didn't say some authority. He didn't say, you know what? Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, you have the authority. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you better figure it out. No, he said all authority has been given to us. So guess what? If I'm sitting in a red light and it turns green, and obviously if I'm going this way, they have the red light going this way, I don't care if a car is coming a million miles an hour. If I speak and I'm in faith, that car it might have to go through me, around me, circle over top of me and the bottom of me, but it can't touch me because I speak. But so many times as Christians, we don't use our God-given authority at all. We just kind of, well, well, I've got a little code. <clears throat> I mean, it's not bad. It's not hurting me. No. Okay, what if you had the flu? You'll probably be talking a lot about that, right? Or if you had COVID or something like that, you'll probably be using your faith against that. But why don't we use our faith on the little things too? Okay? It's all for a practice. Okay? Even the little trickle in your mouth before this, um, it kind of dawned on me too. I've been coughing, 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 coughing. Um, nothing's wrong, just coughing. Um, I don't know if it's even one of those little habits where I just cough. Um, not a nervous cough because I don't get nervous anymore, but just a cough. Um, so they're back there trying to feed me peppermints and mints and all that stuff. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, okay, God, you're always with me. The cough is gone. Okay, I'm not fixing to get up there <coughs> every two seconds and they're like, oh my gosh, we, somebody give them some water or something. Okay, no. Do you, have you heard me cough? No, because guess what? Those things that I call, though, that be not as though they were, it has to line up with the word of God. So even from the smallest of things to the biggest of things, you want to make sure you're exercising in your faith daily. Because when you come up to a big circumstance and you haven't been exercising, you're not going to know how to use it. So, for example, I used to kind of be in a, a fit position. I used to have a little muscles kind of poking out some places, okay, a little years ago. Um, I got to get back to that. <laughs> I heard you. Um, back in the day, okay? So that's because I exercised daily, even when I didn't want to, okay? Even when the coach is saying some, some things that doesn't line up with the word of God, okay? He makes you go to exercise, and he makes you do it even to perfection, okay? So when I all through high school or middle school, high school, exercise completely daily, 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 okay? When I graduated from high school, I'm like, huh, I don't need to exercise anymore. What do you think happened to those little baby muscles? They went away, right? Because I'm not exercising daily on it, okay? So say, for instance, if I needed some muscles to be able to do something, and I can, I can still move some stuff. You can ask my kids. I'm, I'm still a man. I can still do something now. But if I need to be able to have my muscles to move something or do something, and I haven't been exercising it, it's not going to be there. Okay? So when we need something, if the devil tries to bring something our way and we know it doesn't line up with the word of God and we not, we've never used our faith, we're just going to be like, oh, oh, God, uh-oh, I don't know what to do, what to do. Okay? But that's exactly why we have to use our faith every, excuse me, every single day. Okay? So praise, okay? and this is one of those things that confuses the enemy. That's why praise and worship is so, 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 so vital and important. Um, and that's why we do it before service most of the time, because that enters us into the presence of God in a lot of different ways. So praise confuses the enemy, okay? The devil is super confused. He's like, okay, why are you praising God for something that you don't physically have? That makes no sense to me, okay? Why are you praising God for your health? And the doctor just said, you have X, Y, and Z. Why are you praising that? The devil doesn't understand. Why would you do that? But guess what? We understand because we say, you know what? I don't care what the report says. Guess what? Dr. Jesus has the final say-so, okay? If they say you have to have surgery, guess what? It don't line up with me. God says, you know what? I don't have to have surgery. He can do the surgery for me, okay? And we, we all should know this in our church because of our pastor, okay? It didn't look very good, right, being down for that long without oxygen going to your brain. But guess what? 
he's alive and he's well because guess who has the final say-so and the final authority? Exactly. The devil doesn't have any authority, and this is one of those keynotes. The devil, and sometimes we mess up with this as Christians, the devil doesn't have any authority over our lives if we are Christians unless we give him that authority. Okay, so say for example, the devil can't touch my life unless I give him an opportunity to do so. Okay, because we have the blood pleaded on us, we have Jesus on the inside of us, and he can't touch, he can't overcome that unless we give him the right or the authority to do so. Okay, and that's authority. So praise confuses the enemy. He doesn't understand why we are praising God for something that we don't have in the natural that doesn't make sense to him. But praise also silences the enemy. When he's, sit, when he's sitting there trying to bark in your ear, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. And you're barking right back to him by Jesus stripes I am healed. Okay, when you're confessing those scriptures to him, guess what? His voice gets so he it might try to get a little bit louder and say, you know what? Okay, you're really sick now, you're really sick. But you keep on and you keep on and you believe, not just saying words, but you believe in your heart and you know exactly what Jesus has done for you, that voice becomes a little bit lower, a little bit lower. And then you know what he's saying? <sighs> Brother Reggie ain't gonna take nothing. I'm out. I'm just gonna go to the his maybe his neighbor's house, okay? Because unless we take it, that's the only way that he can do anything on our lives, unless we take it, okay? But guess what? We don't got to take anything. We don't have to take his mess at all, okay? God has given us the authority to say what? You know what? We're going to rebuke um, the devil, and he has to flee, okay? All his little posses, too. And if the devil tried to tempt Jesus, which he did several different times, okay? And Jesus, guess what? He didn't sit there and try to fight in the natural, okay? He quoted what his father said. And guess what the devil had to do? He had to go find someone else to mess with because he's, you know what? You know what? You're not taking this. You're not taking it. So guess what? Sometimes we got to get a little mad, okay? And not just raise my blood pressure up mad, that type of thing. But we're like, you know what? You're going to try to attack my family? Oh, okay. I got you. Let's go right now. We're going to go to war. And guess what? I'm not going to war by myself. Okay, God inside of me is going to do all the fighting, all of the battling for me on my behalf. Mm, that's good. So don't just believe God for a house. Okay, believe him for the house. Sometimes we as Christians, we just settle for things. Okay, well, we need a new car. Um, and I'm not saying to get into debt. Okay, God does not want us to be in debt. Okay. But, okay, I see this car, it's $6,000, it fits into my budget, okay, I'm going to go for that. How about we believe God for a car that's going to last us for a long, long time? not saying that car couldn't last you for a long, long time, but a lot of the times we settle. God didn't just partially say, you know what, you have $100,000 to last you for the rest of your life, you better budget really, really carefully. No, did he say that? He has all Oh, if you looked at his bank accounts, guess what? They're infinity and beyond, okay? They keep going, they keep going, they keep going. So don't just believe God for a house, okay? Believe him for the house that you want, okay? Don't just believe him for a spouse. Believe him for the spouse that he wants you to have. All of those different type of things you have to believe God for because he is faithful and he is just to be able to give us those things, Okay? So if the devil knows you won't take any of his sickness, depression, debt, he can't do anything about it, okay? The devil has zero authority on our lives unless we actually give it to him. Give it to him. We're not giving anything. Say, I'm not giving the devil anything. I remember as a kid um, sitting in church, they like put the devil under your feet and just stomp him, and we have a stomping match, and then you had the organ. It was fun times. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. So it says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. Okay, so that super word. Okay, if you put anything, a word, and put super in front of it, that's pretty super, right? It's like it gives it steroids. Okay, it bumps it up. So not only can he do abundantly, he can do super 
abundantly. So that's more than we can ever ask for, hope for, dream of, anything like that. He's able to do that. Not only able, but he's willing and able. He will do it for us. So now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think. That dare word. Have y'all, or someone ever double dog dared y'all to do something before? Okay. Maybe just never double dog dare. They just dared you to do something. And usually when that dare is probably fixing to get you in some trouble, right? Something that somebody's doing. I dare you to go climb over Miss Johnson's tree and go take an apple and throw it at her window. Okay, that's not a good dare, right? God has good dares for us. He says, you know what? I double dog dare you to put me to the test. Put me to the test. Make me have to prove myself. Okay? He's going to do those things that we ask. Okay? He just says, come boldly before my throne. Don't come there like a little defeated little Christian. Oh, Jesus, please. I can't pay my power bill. Help me, please. No. He says, come boldly before my throne. Make your request known. And he is going to be faithful and just to give us those things. So now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than we could all ask or dare ask or think goes even a little bit further. Infinitely, or infinitely, excuse me, beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. It's not according to my power, not according to your power, it's according to God's power inside of us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so Jesus is able, able, willing to do super abundantly over anything that we can ever ask for, hope for, dream of. And he says, guess what? Put me to the test. See if I won't open up the window of heaven and pour you out blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings. But if we never ask for those things, sometimes and some churches believe this where, you know, they're like, well, you know, Jesus bless me however he wants to. If he gives me a little bread, then that's fine. If I have to eat the crumbs off the table, that's fine as well. Do you think God ever wanted us to live our life like that? No, not at all. That would be a poor God, even though he's done a lot for us. That would be a very poor God to treat his people like that. Think about it. Also, and a lot of people you, we got to think about this as well. We want this church to be filled up, right? Completely filled to the brim, have to go to another church, all of those different building, another, all of those different type of things, okay? But if we're going to witness to people, okay, and again, it's not about what you see, but think about it. If I'm an unbeliever, okay, and Brother Reggie pulls up to me, okay, or pulls up to my house, okay, he has about three donuts on his car, one tire that works pretty properly. I can hear him from a mile away, okay, because his car is just really, really not good, okay. He pulls up. He's got to stop it with his foot because it, the, the brakes won't work really, really good. He's got to turn it in so it won't roll off. And then he's coming to tell me about God, about how good he is. Do you think I'm going to be like, what God you serving, big <laughs> Who's good? Probably not, right? Just being honest. Okay, we know that he's good. Okay, and again, circumstances are meant to change. If that's where you are, guess what? God's going to bubble you up to the top. He can take you different places. But if I'm sitting here trying to be a witness to something, somebody, we want our life to look attractive. Okay, everybody understand that? We want our pastor to have the biggest and the finest of things. I know some people are like, well, they don't need jets. They don't need jets. They, they do need jets, okay? Why, why can't we have a jet, okay? The world has jets, right? No one has a problem with actors getting from place to place very quickly. So why do we have problems with our, our men and women and God having things, okay? Why can't we have a Cadillac, okay? The world has a Cadillac. If LeBron James can have everything he can possibly have, why can't, I'm not saying he's not a Christian, I don't know his life, but why can't we have those things? Why are we limiting our God? Think about it. We limit God a lot of, we almost put handcuffs on him where he wants to break free and say, look, I want to do everything for you. I want to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask, above all, okay? You might ask for this, but you know what? He's like, ask a little bit higher. Ask a little bit higher. You need 25000 Why can't I give you 50000 
Let me go check my, okay, I got it. I'm good. Why can't you ask more? Okay, there's never going to be a uh, check that God writes out that the banks won't cash. Okay, he's able, his bank accounts are overflowing. Okay, ours should be too. We have to realize that God wants the very best for us. Okay, not for us just to be an okay Christian. Okay, and it's always, it's not about uh, just about worldly things. Okay, it's not about those things. But last time I checked, we do live in a world, okay? We got to have a car, somewhere, somewhere to get around. We need shelter, okay? We need food. We need protection. All of those different type of things, okay? So if we need those things, why can't we ask God for those things and have the very, very best that we can possibly have? I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. That's not a good life to live, okay? Worrying about, okay, well, what if the, the check don't come this week? What am I going to have to do? No, God never wanted us to have that. I heard, um, I forgot exactly who the pastor was, where someone was saying they were on a fixed income. Well, God is asking, who fixed your income? I didn't fix your income, okay? Who's, who fixed it, okay? If the world fits, so guess what? We can unfix that. We have to have trust and hope, not only hope, but trust and belief in Jesus that he will do exactly what he um, meant to, uh, to do. So many times we put just emphasis on when Jesus died on the cross, he went for our sins, right? He went for our health, okay? But he also went for a lot more things than that, okay? He, went, he took on poorness, okay, indebtedness, all of those different type of things. So guess who don't have to take it? So we don't have to take it, okay? Think about it. It's not just about, yes, we want to be healthy. Yes, we definitely want to be saved, but he did more than that. Stop limiting and putting God in just a little box. Okay, he did, or Jesus, he did so much more for us than that, just that. Okay, if, and think about it. Some people say, well, I don't think Jesus wants us to have all of those things on earth. Okay, well, why, why does it say in the Bible that he has streets of gold, okay, mansions for us in heaven? Okay, didn't he say, well, we can have in heaven, we can have the same thing on earth? It is his will. So guess what? We don't really necessarily need a mansion in heaven, okay? I don't need my health in heaven, okay, because you're going to be healthy. You're going to be the healthiest you've ever been. Where I needed it is down here on earth. So I can call it forth, and I can have exactly what they're having in heaven right here on this earth if I have faith and trust in God. And this is exactly where we need to have our faith and trust don't ever put your trust or faith in money, okay, or the stock market. Stock markets, they go just like this. Money, it comes and goes. But guess what? God, Jesus, they'll never leave us. They'll never forsake us. They're always going to be here with us. So put your trust in something that's trustworthy, okay? So just think about what our church would be like if everyone, not just some people, but everyone was walking in prosperity, health, complete wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. What type of church service do you think we'll have? Why not? Why can't we have this? Not just when we walk into the church, but why can't we be so overflowing that when we come in here, it's almost like a Holy Ghost beam light where people are driving down the road, and before they know it, their cars just gravitate to the parking lot, and they're in here like, what just happened? Why am I in here? Okay? We need to be that attractive church. Okay? I want to see this place overflowing, growing. I've been here almost all of my middle to adult type of life. I want to see this church overflowing. But guess what? That takes our part as well. Okay? We have to go out and preach the gospel. Um, I teach Bible at, our, uh, at the school that I um, teach at as well. And so many times, especially teenagers and sometimes adults, they're like, I'm not a preacher, okay? I'm not a preacher. But God never called us to just be a preacher, okay? Everyone's actually a preacher, okay? You go out and you just talk what God has done for you, okay? That's all you got to do, just give your testimony. You don't have to have some elaborate scripture. You might not can't even quote anything but John 3, 16. Well, guess what? Quote that, okay? Pastor James has spent a lot of time on that. Guess what? That's a pretty important, pretty vital scripture. To, to be able to know, okay? So we have to go out and bear witness and let people know what God has done for us. And I'm definitely preaching to the choir right here. We have a pastor that's been, <clears throat> excuse me, raised from the dead. Have you told anyone that? You know what I'm saying? If, 
if we, we're telling people that, they're going to want to probably be involved in a church that knows, guess what, if my heart stops beating too, I'm going to be okay. God's going to be able to rise, raise me up again. Guess what? If I'm in a church that, you know what, they believe that we should be prosperous, I don't want to be in a church that believes that we shouldn't have any money. I'd rather just live in the world for that. At least they believe you're supposed to have a little change in your pocket. Does that make sense? And no, that doesn't seem, oh, godly, but I'm just telling you what it is. Our church believes that we should have the very best life that we can possibly have in Jesus. Okay, and Jesus wants that for us. Okay, but if we want, we have to want it for ourselves as well. My kids, I want the very best for them in life. Okay, I want them to have every single thing that they can possibly have. Okay, I don't want them just to have a car. I want them to have an amazing car, amazing life, amazing wife, amazing husband uh, one day. Okay, and you pray those things. You talk those things out. You ask God. You make your requests known to him. You pray every single day that we're at the head and we're not the tail. He's places above and not beneath. All of those different type of things, we have to speak those things. Usually kind of the shower is my place to kind of make my confessions. Um, it makes me take a longer shower, too, and be able to relax and wake up in the mornings because that's a struggle sometimes. But I'm making those requests known to Jesus that I'm highly favored. When people walk up to me, they don't see me, but they see Jesus on the inside of me. Okay, I don't want them to see this guy. I want them to see the Jesus inside of me. People are walking up to me, and they're just handing me money from left and right every single place. I'm highly favored. Those are the type of things that we people are in front of me in the lunch line. Guess what? They get out of my way because I'm coming to the front of the line. Those little things, if we speak those things, God is going to be faithful and just to be able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever ask or hope, okay? I'm a big dreamer, okay? And sometimes um, adults, we stop dreaming, right? Like kids, they dream all the time, okay? Uh, make, uh, make, make pretend. It's going to get it right. Okay, they dream all the single time, okay? But it's, I don't know what, what happens when we start to get older, we just stop dreaming, right? That's why we don't have any original movies anymore. Everyone wants to just copy what everyone else did because we don't have that creativity, the creativity juices flowing anymore. Guess what? I'm a big dreamer. I have big dreams, okay? When I walked into my um, school that I'm currently in, they were kind of in a little box, and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do, and they're like, Oh, okay. I'm a big dreamer. That's how I am. I have big type of things. And this is exactly what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to dream big. Don't just limit him. Hey, I, not only do I want a 200, some people don't want a 10-bedroom house. Not necessarily saying I want to, but they're like, well, I don't want to have to clean it. Well, guess what? If Jesus can bless you with a 10-bedroom house, he can probably bless you with somebody that can clean that sucker for you too as well. Does everybody understand that? Okay. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or thank for. And I'm telling you right now, he's good. He wants to do it. He wants to continuously bless us, okay? But we got to make sure that we're not blessing blockers. So we have to be in preparation. Prepare for what we are believing God for, okay? If you're believing God to be able to write a million-dollar check, get out a check, write it in, put it on your refrigerator, and you speak to that check every single day. If you're believing God for a new house, guess what? Go out house shopping. See how much the insurance is going to cost on that thing. Say, guess what, Jesus, this is what we got to have. You go do it, okay? All of those different type of things, you have to be in preparation to know that God is going to do those things. If you're not preparing, you're really and truly not believing, okay? Because if I'm preparing for something, I know it's coming, okay? I know it's coming. So when I had my, my son and my daughter, okay, it was preparation, right? Like, I just didn't say, okay, well, we never bought a crib. We didn't buy a car seat. We didn't buy any clothes, diapers. There would be a, probably a poor dad, right? Because you're not in preparation of a baby to come. Guess what? Those parents that's expecting, they're in a much preparation. They've got a changing table. They got diapers, diapers that last for a million years. I think I still have diapers um, somewhere around. But you're in great preparation for those things because guess what? You know something's coming, okay? Well, guess what? We know something's coming too because Jesus is fixing to bless us for everything that the enemy has stolen from us and taken from us. It's ours now. And not only just what he's stolen, 
how many times did he say he's going to pay it back? Seven times what the devil has stolen from us. And so many times we've let the devil take what's ours. And guess what? He says it's ours right now. Everybody stand up right now. Give God glory and praise for what he's doing. We're going to count 60 seconds, 60 seconds. And I want you to praise and worship God for what he's doing in your life. 60 seconds. Ready, set, go. Oh, I praise and worship you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything you're doing in our life. Heavenly Father, I praise and worship you and thank you for it right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, God. Praise you, worship you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you, worship you, worship. Praise him like it's yours. Praise him like it's yours right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. We praise and worship you. We praise and worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Heavenly Father. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus wants, as soon as you get home, as soon as you get home, he wants you to step into that preparation right now. Go ahead and list out whatever you're asking for. If you don't have a faith project going, put something together. He said, make your visions and your plans plain before him. Okay, put it up there where you see it every single day. If you never go to your refrigerator, don't put it on your refrigerator. Put it wherever you go. If you're women and you like makeup, put it in your vanity area. Wherever you do, as soon as you get home, I'm telling you right now, when we come back here Wednesday, Sunday, wherever it might be, we're going to have testimonies of what God has done. Debts being paid off in full, jobs and benefits, raises and bonuses. I'm telling you right now, it's happening. He's going to do it. And next thing you know, when we get all of this going, then he's going to say, you know what? I want people in there because they believe in faith. They believe in healing. They believe in prosperity, all of those different type of things. And then we're going to be Pastor James, Pastor Susan coming here Sunday. We're like, whoa, what happened? It's here. And it's not me. It's because of the God inside of us that's able to do, again, exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ever ask or hope for. Thank you, Jesus. This is Joel.